from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. All the coffee. I plan to drink all the coffee in the building today. So if you want coffee... In this building, get it now, because once I get to it, oh boy, there won't be any left. That's my Yeah, that's funny. I've been sucking it down hard myself today. Live from Studio C. C, Senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. It's Friday, with weeks away from Christmas. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. You know, I've got one, but do you have any strong uh, nominees, opinions? Uh, A lot of chatter about Alec Baldwin. Big interview last night. Yeah, I mean, it's I not can't. an important story, but I think it's to me the most important thing is the cultural change of treating something like this like a TV show with music and sound effects and everything. Yeah, very, very strange. My very GM strange. was going to be the turning of the tide, as there are more and more signs that America is getting tired of the, the policies of the loony left and their inevitable results. You know, the economy could be the general manager. Also, got the new uh, jobs numbers are out, and it's uh, much lower than expected. Whatever. Uh, a couple hundred thousand. But to, to me, the headline was unemployment ticked down to 4.4%. Do you, you realize? So Biden said the other day, the build back better than another four to $12 trillion, depending on who you ask. I heard an economist say, look, if you look at all these programs and plan on them staying, which they which almost certainly will. Inevitable, right? It's yeah. more like twelve trillion dollars if Yikes. they stay. But anyway, um, he said, you know, this this uh, build back better. It's all about jobs, jobs, jobs. Unemployment is almost four percent, which, according to most economists, is about as low as you can get. That's that's about as good as you can get in a perfect job world. Unemployment's about four percent because just that many people shuffle in and out all the time. Four percent's about the the gold standard, and that's right. where we are. Do you spend twelve trillion dollars on a jobs bill when you're at four percent unemployment? Which is actually a cradle to grave welfare bill. No, no, absolutely not. Four percent, and people are leaving their jobs in greater numbers in the than in the history of capitalism because they're going and getting a better job. You can have a crack pipe in your mouth and get hired right now. Everybody's well, so desperate for workers. Well, I'll tell you what I've noticed. No offense, I ain't talking about you. <laughs> but you're like your lower skill jobs. So you know we've had the great, uh, the great quit, the big quit, the great resignation, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. More. This is literally true. More people have been quitting their jobs month by month for the last several months than in the history of America. I got to believe in the history of capitalism as a percentage. Sure. Um, people have been quitting their jobs and moving on to better ones. I mean, so the unemployment is staying low because they're moving to better jobs. But what that is meaning is that, like, your lower-skill jobs, I've noticed, are populated by people that can barely write their name. Mm. I've noticed a lot of. Have you considered being good at your jobs? Like, your really low-skill jobs, just, oh, boy. Dude, I'm not mad because I feel for you. It's got to be a struggle being you. Right, um, sure. But just I like just barely functioning to do, you know the. I don't want to give any examples, but we yeah, all know what those enough. jobs are. Sure, 
you know, there's something actually kind of nice about that. Sure. That that sort of person now can find employment for reasons that still kind of escape me. I mean, I think I've got a partial explanation of why all of a sudden there aren't enough workers to go around, but I don't think anybody fully uh, understands. I don't get it. I was talking to a, a guy. He's in the like furniture and decorating business. He's got a, a store. It's got a lot of furniture, but it's got you know knickknacks and decorations and paddy wax. Pardon? And paddy wax? Knickknack paddy wax? No. What? No. Just knickknacks? <laughs> no. What? No paddy wax. Well, am I six years old in this scenario? I'm talking business, sir. <laughs> Commerce. Anyway, uh, this guy said they have a great ability to track where their goods are. Uh, is it in the factory? Is it on a container ship? Is it uh, in a uh, container sitting on a dock? Is it in a truck, et cetera, et cetera? And he said uh, they have a lot of suppliers that ship out of China because everything's made in China for some reason. Uh, he said they're not even putting it on ships now because there's no point because it'll sit so long outside of a port somewhere. Wow. So they have goods that that uh, customers have ordered, and they're telling them it's going to be December of next year. And in some cases, before they get their, their table or whatever, their chairs, in some cases, their suppliers are telling them it's going to be spring 2023. And so this guy said, we've canceled. Everything's canceled. He calls his customers. Oh, I'm not going to keep you waiting, you know, 14 months for a set of chairs. Right. Cancel. It's just insane. I know. Remember, remember when I bought a horse trailer last year and they said, this is the last one. So you can pay this price or not. And it'll be three years before we get more. So I thought, okay. That's wow. the way it works. And wow. every product's like that. Like I've said, bicycles, just whatever, whatever, whatever it is. That just There ain't any. Weird, man. you got to uh, hire some of those people who can barely function, slap together some horse trailers. we got to work. We need to uh, officially start the show. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of that out there. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, December 3rd, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. Coming up, an exciting multiple-choice quiz for Jack. Stay with us. But let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. You felt sadness. Do you feel guilt? No. No. No, no. My attorneys told me, don't express any guilt and say over and over again that I did not pull the trigger, George. That's interesting. You don't feel any guilt. How would you not feel any guilt? Because your attorneys told you to say that. Even if I didn't think it was my fault at all, I would feel guilt. I don't Regret? Know. I don't know. He's probably Something. had a, seen a, lo- a lot of therapy. Maybe a therapist might be telling him all day long, every day, don't feel guilty. Say it over and over every day to yourself. It's not my fault. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. I don't think it is his fault. But um, uh, your quiz for me, is that now? Uh, sure, if you like. Uh, I have a shocking revelation to make. Did I, last night... A, get busy, fall in love with a man. Okay, probably not. These are three unthinkable things for me. Okay. okay? This this is our theme. Joe did something unthinkable for me. For you. For me. Gotcha. This is a straight guy. I like women. Because you're already in love with your wife. I like one woman in particular. Yeah. That's right. So, did I, A, fall in love with a man, B, uh, furnish uh, highly classified military secrets to the Chinese communists. <laughs> okay. Or C, dance. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. Oh, wow. That's the worst. Oh, wow. I hope it was one of the first two. <laughs> oh, oh. And if there's any video 
existing on Earth of it, I will seek you out I and I will kill you. I can't imagine a scenario where that would ever happen to me again. And I'm I'm happy that I've passed any age where it could ever come up. But apparently it still can come up because we're the same age. Well, authorities believe alcohol was involved. Well, that'll do it. That'll yeah. do it. Uh, mm. <laughs> have to hear about that later. Uh, we got a great Clips of the Week coming up in just a few minutes. Indeed. Mailbag, oh. freedom, love, and quote of the day. Yep. A little more from that Alec Baldwin interview that's kind of interesting. Um, Alex Baldwin. We're, we're a pretty sick society that even treats it that way. Uh, Russia is positioning even more forces right there on Ukraine. The world might have a serious decision to make here soon. The world being us, because you can call it NATO if you want, but it's us. Either we do it or we don't. Yeah, my guess is the world's already made the decision. Oh, really? Putin knows it. Really? Um, I think I had another great thing to talk about, but uh, I'll talk about it later. Oh, yeah. I tried the self-driving thing on my car for the first time on the way to work today. I got to talk about that. Oh, boy. It's kind of funny. Um, All on the way, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We got, what, something like 10 cases of Omicron in the United States now? Whatever. Whatever. So far, nobody's sick or dying. No, nobody seems to care. Just it's exciting enough that there's a new whatever. Um, here's the best headline ever. Is there a better headline than this? Woman caught breastfeeding her hairless cat on Delta flight. That's a pretty good headline. That's pretty strong. It makes you stop in your tracks and think, uh, tell me more. Well, we will tell you more later. I mean, you had me at breastfeed cats. I mean... <laughs> Delta on a flight is pretty good. Yeah. The fact that it's a hairless cat might be like a triple take thing. You glance over, you realize she's breastfeeding. So you glance away. Of course, you don't want to be rude. Then you think that baby looked weird. You take another quick glance. What? By God, that's an ugly child. (laughs) Number one, it has a tail. (laughs) Again. It's an unfortunate condition, whatever, you know, too bad. Uh, anyway, stay tuned for the uh, the uh, milky details. Oh. What? Oh. It's mother's milk. There could be nothing more uh, wholesome than that. Oh. Teat. Yes, Charles. Yes, we know. The great Charles Krauthammer, one of the great conservative thinkers. And that's the clip we run of him. It's disappointing. So, mailbag's on the way. Freedom, love, and quote of the day. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow... Not to be confused with cat. Clips of the week. (laughs) We begin with the developments on the new Omicron coronavirus variant. Omicron. Omicron. This new um, uh, Omicron. Have a weary, weary Christmas. (laughs) We might. It was a dramatic scene in the briefing room, packed with people seated shoulder to shoulder, getting news alerts about this new variant, and that is when the door opened. Dr. Anthony Fauci stepped up to the mic and announced, I represent science. This is what people say to me, that he doesn't represent science to them. He represents Joseph Mengele. That's a hot take. (laughs) Dr. Mengele, you say. In this case, the thieves didn't have to smash. They raced in through an open door, grabbing expensive merchandise while customers were shopping. Uh, San Francisco is a city that is spiraling or already in the bottom of the toilet. 
if you ask most Americans what they think overturning Roe would mean, they think it would it would outlaw abortion nationwide. And that's simply not what it would do. Will this institution survive the stench that this creates? Pennsylvania needs a conservative who will put America first. I hate him. I hate him personally. I've seen him on TV. He's be on he, Oprah. He helped a lady. She had hangnails all the time. He helped her. <laughs> North Korea banning leather coats, all in an effort to get citizens to stop imitating Kim Jong-un's style. China says the 2022 Winter Olympics will proceed as planned. China is attacking U.S. satellites on almost a daily basis. How do you do business? To what extent do you do business? How do you interact with a genocidal regime? And I'm not saying there's no such thing as systemic racism. I'm saying that focusing on teaching America lessons about that isn't necessary to creating happier black lives. You know, they love the criticize it but when you leave a country like turkey or, or you know china or somewhere else you will appreciate the freedoms you have here they've been conducting thorough searches in car boots checking vehicle registrations cars and buses alike so that's not a third world country that's australia now i can't promise that every person will get every gift they want on time only santa claus can keep that promise well, and as long as we're bearing our souls, I really enjoy uh, standing in my living room window and flashing passersby. So. <laughs> I have to laugh at that. <laughs> I am science. Here's your freedom loving quote of the day. Once again, from a brave woman, our theme this week. In this case, Rosa Parks. I have learned over the years that when one's mind is made up, this diminishes fear. Knowing what must be done does away with fear. Hmm. Hmm. Mailbag. A problem has a solution. Something without a solution is just a fact you have to accept, which is kind of fits into that. That's a good one. Is that Rosa Parks or is that your own? I didn't didn't make it up. It's just the reality. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, uh, Joe, on the topic of your desire for a pony for Christmas. (laughs) I don't... Well, anyway. Your audience should start a GoFundMe to get that pony for you. Imagine how excited you'd be when you go outside on Christmas morning to get the paper. There's a real big box in your driveway with breathing holes. I don't actually want a pony. It's a metaphor. Let's see. Moving along. (laughs) Uh, DG writes uh, on the topic of how long will it be before Chris Cuomo's back on CNN? Lubin Tubin has been rehabilitated oh. in a couple of months. Oh, oh. 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 no. So how long will it take Fredo to be reemployed? I don't <laughs> well, think he'll... excellent Godfather reference. I doubt he'll ever come back. Lubin Tubin. That, no, that's not appropriate. That is Well, it's appropriate. DG, you're better than that. You don't need to say it. No. No, indeed. Uh, let's see on the uh topic of quack quack Oz. Uh, you Dr. guys are Oz more... was on Brett Bear yesterday, so he's making the rounds on your big uh, conservative outlets. Fantastic. How'd he do, in your opinion? We can uh, talk about it later if you want. He's really good at doing that sort of thing. He's had a talk show for many years. He's good at that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, Aaron writes, you guys are more influential than you believe. Your experience with him will spread once the oppo research is done. Tell that story every day. He's awful. Uh, it's your civic duty to protect us from him. No pressure. <laughs> okay. 
How about this? Guys, please keep me anonymous, writes John Smith of 123 Main Street. Uh, now he's actually a, a, a Dr. Anonymous. Uh, I'm a surgeon in Indianapolis sharing some internal numbers. Uh, our hospital system, largest in the state, has essentially halted all scheduled surgeries, even urgent surgeries. We've had restrictions on inpatient surgeries for months with increasingly strict restrictions. Why? Well, the largest hospital in the city has a bed capacity of about 720 patients. Beyond that is when restrictions are put in place. Well, it's currently around 790. Similar situations at other hospitals, same system. Uh, similar situation competing hospitals in the city. Currently, four major hospital systems are on diversion, meaning they get a new patient, they got to send them away to some other hospital, you know, down the road. But here's the thing. There are only about 60 COVID patients. The hospitals are not being overrun with COVID. Sure, COVID patients are adding a decent number to the overall census, but they're being overrun with patients that have been delaying care and are now requiring more complex care. Mm. Obviously, because they let their conditions worsen out of terror of showing up at a doctor's office or or like uh, happened to me, they were told to stay away. Yeah, I have no fear of going to the doctor's office, but uh, if they don't want you there, that's a different thing. And Dr. Al says, I worry this may be a sign of things to come. I'm pretty sure you're right, Doc, but thank you for the insight. We can run through a bunch of the headlines of the day for you coming up in just a little bit, bring you up to speed and just this and that. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Got a woman caught breastfeeding her hairless cat on a Delta flight. Heard about that, yeah. Yep, yep. It's yep. a story. There she is. Oh, look at the mother with her baby. <laughs> Jobs numbers and other things just came out. We'll talk about all this stuff. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, there were a lot of people who felt it necessary to contribute some comment to the situation, which really didn't help the situation at all. You have your, if your protocol is you check the gun every time, well, good for you. Good for you. You know, I mean, I probably handled weapons as much as any other actor in films with, with an average career. Again, shooting or being shot by someone. And in, in, in that time, I had a protocol, and it never let me down. Alec Baldwin on his uh, interview with George Stephanopoulos last night, which was just a weird spectacle all the way around. If, if it had been presented as like a straight news thing, it's still a little morbid, but it's okay. Um, sometimes news is just what people are interested in. But what the sound effects and the teases, and when we come back, and then the uh, shot of him crying, you know, it's just... Just too infotainment y for the death of a woman. And did you know that they're longtime good buddies from the Hamptons? Stephanopoulos and Alec. Yeah, no, they hang out together all that. the time. Um, so so they both saw an opportunity. Alec said, Ah, oh, great, I can get on the record. I never pulled the trigger. I can make an appearance. And George thought, Ah, it's a ratings a gold mine. Perfect. Let's get together, buddy. Well, to what he was speaking about right there, though, I thought it was interesting because, uh, first of all, him responding to Twitter comments, but he's a, he's an online guy, so he probably takes Twitter as the real world. Lots of people saying, and we got those here the day after the incident of, you never point a gun at someone ever under any circumstances. Have you ever seen TV or movies? People point guns at people all the time. I mean, you ever watch a cop drama? I mean, that's part of the whole thing. You ever watched a Western? So acting like it's just unthinkable. That you would point a gun at somebody on a TV or movie set seems... What are you talking about? Right. True. 
And uh, if I'm Alec Baldwin, and I've been in a gazillion movies, including lots of them with guns and stuff like that, I show up to the set one day. What are we doing today? Oh, we're doing the scene where you point a gun at her. Okay, you hand me the gun. Now you're supposed to point at her. All right. I would. I wouldn't think twice about it. Of course, this isn't a real gun and not loaded. Of course, mm-hmm. it's not. What, what? How is it my job to what? That makes sense to me. Yeah, I've never been uh, quite as uh, angry at Alec Baldwin as some of our I'm folks not. seem to be. I'm not. You know, some of the world. He's a douche, but, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we're a weird society, though, that that's uh, trotted out as uh, entertainment with the sound effects and the music and everything. Just weird, man. Um, I've only appeared in one film, Jack, one released film. I think it's on Netflix now, actually. Uh, i got to verify that. I want to make sure that's right, but uh, I play a doughy suburban dad. No gunslinging, not even a little. How did you do it, that role? Uh, well. Was it believable? Well, oh, yeah. People really praised my performance. Very, very authentic. How did you prepare for the performance? I showed up. How did you get? No, in that's the, it. I but, showed up. But how did you get in the right mindset to prepare oh. that to be that character? Oh well, I'm a method actor, so I spent like five weeks in the suburbs talking to other suburban <laughs> doughy dads, asking about their lives, their motivations, their gotcha. dreams. Yeah, uh, the U.S. has added just two hundred and ten thousand jobs in November. That was well below what they were expecting. Whatever that means. Um, but it's much slower than last month when it was about a half a million. But the unemployment rate fell to 4.2%. So that's the latest numbers that's out today. Seems uh, a little odd that it would change that much in a month. Yeah, it does. Uh, who knows what's going on? Everything's so weird right now. Everything is so weird right now. There are no there are no precedents for any of these things. So I, I don't see how anybody can ever come forward and say, well, here's what's happening and here's what's going to happen. Because everything is different. Not, this is, like I said, unprecedented on Thanks, so many China. different angles. Whether it's the pandemic, the stopping the global supply line, a government pumping out trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, a never-ending spigot of money. All these, different, all these things are completely new. So who knows what's going to happen? Have you been following this, uh, speaking of being online too much, probably me, um, this this whole thing about uh, interracial adoption that caught I'm on fire? I'm aware yesterday. of it, yeah. Wow, I didn't realize this is part of the woke movement, or apparently it's uh, about to become. There's a new book out called uh, White Gaze from a woman who's really making the argument that... Uh, uh, adopting across races is wrong. Oh Lord! Uh, transracial adoption—that's the—that's the new thing. And just uh, oh yeah, you can't do that. That is wrong. White parents who are sort of somehow easing their guilt by adopting black children and raising them to be white. And she grew up in a white family, and how terrible it was for her, which is just an awful thing to say to the oh. parents that pro- you know. Oh my God. It's spectacularly racist, too. Yeah. The idea that a a, a white couple, for instance, decides to adopt, love, raise, nurture, educate, etc., a darker-skinned child than they might tend to have genetically, and that that's somehow a crime? Oh, man. I'm not anti-adoption, says this Rebecca Carroll, who's the writer of the book. I've always maintained this. Love is love. I get it. But if there was ever a time to re-examine the long-term repercussions of white parents making choices on behalf of black children who will grow up to be black adults, it is now. Transracial adoption needs to be looked at. now, because nonsense is being thrown around by so many people who are allegedly educated. 
My, oh, right. Yeah. Now, now is the perfect time to market your nonsense. And I'm not saying there are no issues. Black child raised in a white family. I'm not saying there are none. But oh my God, the idea that that it's, the child is better off. I don't know what. Being abused, starving, having no parents in an orphanage. What? Not having parents. Wherever you are, whether you're in some poor village in Africa or or, or some inner city or wherever you are, not getting adopted. How would that possibly be better for you? Well, nobody would think that. Although she said, my adoptive white parents are well-intentioned, liberal, educated people. They created what they thought was an idyllic world, but it was through their gaze, which meant a raceless existence. Jeez. Yeah. I'm sorry you have psychological problems, ma'am. I really am. Is this? I just wondered how big a thing this is. And so um, uh, Tim Sanifer was weighing in on this, our friend Tim the lawyer, because he is very active in the Native American uh, realm of law and points out and has been arguing about this for years, including on our show, that it's against the law to uh, for a white uh, parents to adopt uh, a Native American kid. Native American kids can only be adopted by other people of the tribe or something like that. Well, yeah, and that if, if a white couple is, you know, fostering, raising that child, and there's any conceivable place for that kid with an Indian family, the kid goes there, no matter how abusive, you know, you know, unhealthy, degenerate, dangerous it is, because you got to keep the race together. Um, if you get a, if you're a, if you're a kid out there and you're going to grow up without parents in some sort of foster situation or orphanage or whatever, you get parents who adopt you, you won the freaking lottery. Mm-hmm. And I know I know plenty of people in that situation who feel that way. You won the lottery. And this for this person to come forward and, and, and then this become a craze of no, 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 better off not. That's just wrong. What are you talking about? And it reminds me of that uh, comedy thing that we've run so many times about the woke people and the racists have become one and the same. Because oh, yeah. only actual white supremacists would say, no, 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 this whole interracial adopting is wrong. We can't have black kids and white families and vice versa. That is wrong. Stick with your race. I mean, what a racist thing to say. And this is now the super progressive version? You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. That's a good point, sir. That's just awful. Yeah. Just awful. I know it. There's so much craziness that's accepted. As you know, if it if it wears a racial garb, there's so many people who are afraid to challenge the clearly idiotic because they're afraid of being called a racist or what have you. Uh, maybe next segment. I actually teased this yesterday. Never got to it. The uh, freedom ranking is out from Cato. They put this out every single year. The most, the freest states and the least free states. And we can run through that for you and see if there's a theme that emerges. Ah, oh, 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 oh. uh, how about this headline and. Uh, Hint, Oregonians probably already know this. There's a state that is contemplating permanent mask rules. Permanent. For the rest of your lives, permanent. With with the uh, with the idea of what? Well, just, uh, you know, it's, it's probably better that we have laws about people wearing masks to prevent the spread of disease. So maybe COVID comes and it goes completely, but we will still have laws about you wearing masks indoors. I've wondered about this for a long time. I I don't see how the forces that love masking... uh, And love control. They love love forcing people to live the way they deign appropriate. And have this weird... uh, 
zero risk philosophy of life. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you not make that argument for the flu season? If you're going to have thirty thousand people, thirty to sixty thousand people die of the flu every year, which we always have, and none of us have really paid any attention to that, um, how do you not make that argument? Look, we could say, I mean, they've made all kinds of rules around uh, driving because of thirty thousand deaths a year. All kinds sure. of rules based on that. How do you mm-hmm. not make the same rule? But we could save forty thousand lives a year on average if we masked. If we force every man, woman, and child in America to wear a mask at all times. I only find it annoying and worry about the whole uh, freedom aspect. But for, for my kids, I find it it's beyond annoying. It's just I think it's just awful. Yeah. Well, awful, the, awful, awful. But not being able to see people's faces, you can't hear. Nobody can hear you. Just terrible. Oh, and, you know, the, not to get too much of a downer on a Friday, but... Uh, man, I just read another study about the miserable effects this has had on the children in, in virtually every way, emotional, educational, developmentally, including like motor skills. We have a, a not a generation, but a, a large group of children that has been set way back, partly out of paranoia. We've known since like March of last year, kids seem to do great with the COVID. And yet we have done what we have done. It's it's disgusting. I'm sorry. I turned it dark. I said I wouldn't, but I'm angry. I'm angry. I saw a soccer practice just a couple of days ago. Little tiny kids playing soccer, like five-year-olds. Cuter and heck, all masked. Everybody masked, out on the soccer field running around. Five-year-olds, coaches. I I can't think of anything to say that doesn't involve an obscenity. (laughs) And, you know, it's an indictment on me. I do this for a living. I'll bet the town makes them do that if they want to have their practice. You can practice if. Probably. I don't know. Dumb, paranoid, oppressive, maternalistic, dictator, tin horn, martinet, sons of mother blasters! I hate you! We'll get to the freest and non-freest states. My car got really angry at me as I tried to do the self-driving mode today. <laughs> um, and I got the most popular dog and cat names of 2021 we got to get to at some point. <laughs> oh, so that's good. very exciting. <laughs> As we become the view or something. Uh, all that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. California Governor Gavin Newsom says the confirmation of a case of the Omicron variant is not surprising. Newsom says it should not force another shutdown heading into the holidays. Omicron? (laughs) I might go with Omicron, just ironically. Anyway, speaking of the newest uh, version of the vid, anybody who claims to know whether it's more severe or less severe is probably guessing, although the early indications might be less less severe, although the contagiousness of the thing? Yeah. Holy crap, the numbers out of South Africa are nuts. Well, the, it, it, it's just amazing to me in general, the original COVID or this one, the way these things can spread around the world. I mean, it started somewhere with a patient zero just recently, and now it's in Minnesota. I mean, it's just amazing that it can do that. Yeah, yeah. The number of newly recorded infections jumped in one week, from 2,400 to 11,005 in South Africa, most of them likely the uh, Omicron variant, 
Um, South Africa's, South Africa's caseload is still much lower than the number of per capita cases reported in much of Europe and the U.S., by the way, uh, where it's being driven by the Delta variant. Uh, nationwide, have you ever seen, like, the test positivity rates? You know, I'm always a little confused by those. And then you don't, there's no control group. So the numbers are going to come up and down as people get more worried and, and, or go back to school and get tested and that sort of thing. But I've never heard of anything like this. It's nearly one in four tests came back positive. One in four. Oh, that's Um, crazy. Yeah. And in the big capitals, Johannesburg, Pretoria, one in three tests was positive. They might have a tough decision to make here soon. Our, uh, our overlords like Dr. Fauci. If this does turn out to be uh, much less serious to catch, then what is their argument going to be? If it turns out look, practically nobody, well, it's already true that practically nobody dies. That's already true. 99.5% of people don't die who get this thing. Mm-hmm. But so what if it ends up to be 99.99% of people don't die? I mean, what 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 are you, what are you going to claim at that point? And one quick footnote, if you're under 65 years of age, the number is even smaller than that. Right. In, in fact, massively smaller than that. A couple more uh, quick things. Uh, the current outbreak in South Africa started at a time when infections were at the lowest level since the start of the pandemic. Um, the curve of new infections, said the health, health minister, is much steeper than any rise or curve we've seen in the previous waves. Research published Thursday also indicated that the risk of reinfection for a person who's already recovered from Thou Xi's hot and sour bat fever has been around three times as high during the early days of the Omicron wave than the previous Delta-driven one. Uh, uh, COVID-19 hospitalizations have increased sharply, although for now the local health system is managing... Uh, well, there was one more thing I wanted to th- throw in. Oh, it's going to take two or three weeks to find out whether these patients are going to be less severely ill, uh, for sure, because they're thinking that, uh, because generally it's in the second week of your symptoms that y- you start to get really sick and you have to go to the hospital. It is. So, uh, that's what they say. Yeah. I continue to learn new things about this. I know. Even having crazy? had it a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Like the when you're contagious and when you're not. Uh, well, I don't know. Um, got a story here. A man caught trying to use a fake arm to get the vaccine shot. So he had some sort of job where they were mandating getting the vaccine and he didn't want to. So he had a fake arm tucked up underneath his shirt. The picture is funny. It's a pretty realistic looking arm, but you know, you got the lump underneath where your real arm is and you got the fake arm hanging out your shirt hole. Nice job, shirt hole. But you got the, uh, (laughs) nice, nice try. Signed drug test fake penises. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow wow also uh, i have if various I'm a nurse given the shot i just you know i just all right i just jab it in the fake arm have a nice day you know i almost admire the commitment exactly yeah yeah <laughs> so in another newsy type story you got uh, a growing number of democratic senators and saying we need to reconsider reforms to the Supreme Court in light of this outrageous abortion hearing. Prejudging the outcome, although, you know, they might be right on that. But I love this quote from the appropriately named Brian Schatz of Hawaii. It's just one letter <laughs> off, if you ask me. Or it's the past tense, right? <laughs> right, right. Today so, I blank, yesterday I <laughs> Schatz. Schatz, Exactly. Uh, it's, it's, I credit these fiber capsules I'm taking. Anyway, uh, he said, um, 
He said many Democratic senators have been reluctant to entertain proposals about changing the Supreme Court in the past because, quote, we do respect the separation of powers under the Constitution. Do you, Mr. Schatz? But, he said, after uh, the oral, uh, watching the oral arguments in the Mississippi abortion law, he said, it was hard to watch that, and I did watch a fair amount of it, and not to conclude that the court has become a partisan institution. Oh, whatever. Go, so, go Schatz for in decades, your hat. <laughs> it was way left for decades and decades. Those were wise and right. benevolent yeah. decisions. Yeah. You get one that goes your uh, that doesn't go your way. Thoroughly legally defensible, by the way. And all of a sudden, it's part of partisan institution. And and by the by, sir, you didn't watch it. It couldn't be watched. Are you saying you listened to it? I'm calling you a liar. Yeah, I think he's and lying. a piece of shats. <laughs> Um, uh, that's juvenile. Why am I laughing at that? I'm I'm bigger than that. These are troubled times. Don't we all need a laugh? (laughs) Oh, so last night uh, we were at an event, and uh, it was more or less an open bar. And uh, I got my drink on and ended up dancing. First time in might be 20 years. So did somebody ask you to dance? Uh, My beautiful wife did. Okay. You didn't didn't just, like, run out there on your own like Ricky Gervais in the office? Come on, baby! (laughs) No, but I was I was a willing participant. Huh. What was, was a, the song? Was it multiple songs? Like, were you owning the dance floor and you're just out there song after song? or Several. It, it, it began with, I think, Margaritaville. Dancing to Margaritaville? Oh, so you were slow yeah. dancing. Then. And, and then, no. You are no. fast dancing to Margaritaville? Yeah, you get drunk enough. Eh, All right. It doesn't really matter. No. Okay. No. And then they went into the funk, and then it was on. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.